Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Could it be that he would desire for us to pray in this way? Think about that. Could it be that God would include this specific prayer? You notice in your Bibles it's in quotation marks. This is verbatim. God, by the Holy Spirit, inspired the writer to record for us verbatim the exact words of this prayer. Could it be that God delights in answering prayers like this? You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of First Chronicles. As Pastor J.D. continues his teaching series through the book of First Chronicles, he'll be encouraging us to have boldness in prayer just like Jabez. Jabez prayed for the Lord to bless him. Because the Lord saw his faith and boldness in prayer, the Lord answered his prayers. If we ask anything according to the will of God, the Lord will hear us. Now be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of this broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now here's Pastor J.D. with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Now these were the sons of David who were born to him in Hebron. The firstborn was Ammon by Ahanoam, the Jezreelitess, the second Daniel, by Abigail, the Carmelitess, the third Absalom, remember him, the son of Maacha, the daughter of Talmai, king of Geshur, the fourth, Adonijah, the son of Haggith, the fifth, Shephatiah, by Abital, the sixth, Ithraim, Ithriam, by his wife Eglah. These six, verse four, were born to him in Hebron. This is when he was still on the run from Saul. There he reigned seven years and six months, And in Jerusalem, he reigned 33 years, and these were born to him in Jerusalem. I want you to um, uh, notice something here. Shimea, Shabab, Nathan, and Solomon. The only one that is of any real uh, uh, popularity in terms of being known is Solomon. Four, by Bathsheba, the daughter of Amiel. Also there were Ibhar, Elishama, Elephelet, Nogah, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishama, verse 8, Eliada, and Elephelet, nine in all. These were all the sons of David. Not just, not daughters, just the sons. Besides the sons of the concubines and Tamar, Tamar, their sister. Now, interesting. All of these were David's sons, yet we only know really about chiefly Solomon, and also Absalom because of what he did. Why do I mention that? Because these were David's sons who probably just didn't do anything bad. (laughs) They probably were just under the radar, and that is a lot of sons, nine in uh, Jerusalem where he reigned 30 years so we come to verse 10. Solomon's son was Rehoboam. Abijah was his son. Asa was his son. Jehoshaphat, his son. Joram, his son. Ahaziah, his son. Joash, his son. Verse 12. Are these names sounding familiar? Weren't these just the kings we just studied about in Second Kings? 
Uh, let me move on here. Joram his son, verse 11. Ahaziah's son, Joash's son, verse 12. Amaziah his son, Azariah his son, Jotham his son. Remember, Jotham was the only one of the nine good kings that didn't mess up later on in his life as the other eight did. Verse 13, Ahaz his son, Hezekiah his son, Manasseh his son, Ammon his son, and Josiah his son. These were all kings. The sons of Josiah were Johanan, the firstborn, the second Jehoiakim, the third Zedekiah, and the fourth Shalom. The sons of, verse 16, Jehoiakim were Jeconiah, his son, and Zedekiah, his son. So verse thir- uh, 17 to verse 23 continues on. And now, we're, are we past the halfway point? Okay. Verse 1, 2 Chronicles 4, the sons of Judah were Perez, Hezron, Karmi, Hur, and Shobal. And Reaiah, the son of Shobal, begot Jahath, and Jahath begot Ahumai and Lahad. These were the families of the Zorathites. These, verse 3, were the sons of the father of Etam, Jezreel, Ishma, and Idbash. And the name of their sister was Hazelelpani. Poor thing. And verse 4, Penuel was the father of Gedor, and Ezer was the father of Hushah. These were the sons of Hur, the firstborn of Ephrathah, the father of Bethlehem. And verse 5, Ashur, the father of Tiko, had two wives, Hella and Naara. Naara, verse 6, bore him Ahuzam, Hefer, Temeni, and Ha'ahashtari, that name. These were the sons of Na'ara. The sons of Hela, verse 7, were Zareth, Zohar, and Ethnan. And verse 8, Kaz begot Anub, Zobeba, and the families of Aharhel, the son of Harum. Now, here we go, verse 9. Here it is. Wait for it. Here it comes. <laughs> Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, or Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Wow, you know the name is the nature, right? So apparently he caused tremendous pain in childbirth to his mom, so his mom named him accordingly, and that's basically what Jabez means. So if you're thinking about Jabez or Jabez for a name, don't do it. Just don't, don't do it. Now, here in verse 10, Jabez called, this is the prayer of Jabez, Jabez, verse 10, and Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. <laughs> so God granted him what he requested. Wow. God enlarged my territory? Well, that's kind of arrogant. It's kind of presumptuous. God, oh, that you would bless me indeed. Oh, that, this is a good prayer. Oh, that you would keep me from evil. <laughs> oh, that your hand would be with me, that you would, that I may not cause pain. That's a good prayer. Now, 
Why do you think it is that God would sort of interrupt this genealogist, so fascinating genealogy in progress, <laughs> to just tell us about a prayer that this man prayed and that moreover he answered this prayer that this man prayed. I have a thought. You want to hear it? Could it be that he would desire for us to pray in this way? Think about that. Could it be that God would include this specific prayer? You notice in your Bibles it's in quotation marks. This is verbatim. God, by the Holy Spirit, inspired the writer to record for us verbatim the exact words of this prayer. Could it be that God delights in answering prayers like this when they're prayed like? Please don't misunderstand me. There's nothing magical or mystical about a prayer. I'm not one for, you know, reading prayers. There are books, you know, books of prayers, and I'm sure they have their place. Nothing wrong with them, but this is a prayer from the heart. And and it's not so much a prayer that you recite verbatim. I know many take great uh, delight in reciting the Lord's Prayer, which is really not the Lord's Prayer. It was the disciples' prayer. The Lord's Prayer is in John's Gospel, chapter 17. That was what the Lord prayed But what we affectionately call the Lord's Prayer is the way that Jesus taught the disciples to pray, pray in this manner when they asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. And interesting, why do you think it is that the disciples would ask Jesus to pray? Could it be that it's because they saw the power in the Savior's life when he prayed? How many times did the disciples see the Savior go off by himself to pray, to pray? And they watched him model prayer in all of its power. And it's, it, notice they didn't come to him and say, Jesus, teach us to preach. That's what I would have asked him. Lord, I, I need help. Can you teach me how to preach? No, teach me how to pray. Teach me how to pray. I think this is the lesson here from this prayer in verse 10. Verse 11, Chalub, the brother of Shuhah, begot Mahir, who was the father of Eshtan. And Eshtan, verse 12, begot Bet Rafa, Pasia, and Tahina, the father of Ir Nahash. These were the men of Raqqa. The sons, verse 13, of Kenaz were Athaniel, Athniel and Saraiah, the sons of Athniel, were Hathath. And verse 14, Meonothai, who begot Oprah Winfrey. I just want to make sure you're still with me. That's Afra. Afra is how it's pronounced. And besides, Oprah Winfrey denies Jesus Christ. I hope you all know that and uh, is a very dangerous woman, in my opinion, and that's just my opinion. And you know what opinions are like, right? They're like armpits. We all have a couple, and sometimes they stink. So I'll just leave it at that. Saraiah begot Joab, the father of Giharashim, for they were craftsmen. The sons of Caleb, the son of, this is verse 15, Jephuneh, were Iru, Elah, and Naam. The son of Elah was Kenaz, the sons, verse 16, of Jahalalel 
were Zif, Zifah, Tiriah, and Asarel. The sons, verse 17, of Ezra were Jather, Merad, Ephr, and Jalon. And Merad's wife bore Miriam, Shemai, and Ishbah, the father of Eshtomoa. And then verses 18 to 24 continue as do verses 26 through 35. Make sure we're not missing anything of interest or importance. And verse 37 is the same. And verse 41. These recorded by name came in the days of Hezekiah king of Judah, and they attacked their tents, and the Meunites who were found there, and utterly destroyed them, as it is to this day. So they dwelt in their place, because there was pasture for their flocks there. Now some of them, five hundred men of the sons of Simeon, went to Mount Seir, having as their captains Pelatiah, Niraya, Rephaiah, and Uzael, the sons of Ishi. And verse 43, they defeated the rest of the Amalekites who had escaped. They have dwelt there to this day. Remember the Amalekites, the sons of Amalek, a type of the flesh, chapter 5. Now, the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel. He was indeed the firstborn, but because he defiled his father's bed, his birthright was given to the sons of Joseph, the son of Israel, so that the genealogy is not listed according to the birthright. Yet, verse 2, Judah prevailed over his brothers, and from him came a ruler, although the birthright was Joseph's. The sons, verse 3, of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, were Hanach, Palu, Hezron, and Karmi. Um, in the interest of time, I, I would like to comment on this a little bit, because this was a really powerful lesson with this firstborn son of Reuben. And I think if you go back into our study in uh, Genesis, which you, I think you can find on our website, we, we should have all of the teachings from Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, First uh, and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings. I'm missing uh, Ruth and uh, Joshua. Anyway, they're all in there up until the current, right? So, okay. So let's uh, move on. And uh, let's go to verse 9. Eastward they settled as far as the entrance of the wilderness, this side of the river Euphrates, because their cattle had multiplied in the land of Gilead. Now in the days of Saul they made war with the Hagrites, who fell by their hand, and they dwelt in their tents throughout the entire area east of Gilead. And then we go in uh, verse 11 down to verse 16, the children of Gad and their uh, descendants. Verse 17, we have the <clears throat> registered genealogies of this King Jotham of Judah. And then we go down uh, to verse 19. They made war with the Hagrites, Jetur, Nafish, and Nodab, and they were helped against them. And the Hagrites were delivered into their hand, and all who were with them, for they cried out to God in battle. He heeded their prayer. And here's why. Take note. Because they put their trust in Him. Then they took away their livestock, 50,000 of their camels. That's a lot of camels. 250,000 of their sheep. That is a lot more sheep. And 2,000 of their donkeys. That is way too many donkeys. Also 100,000 of their men. 
4 verse 22, many fell dead because the war was God's and they dwelt in their place until the captivity. So, verse 23, the children of the half-tribe of Manasseh dwelt in the land. Their numbers increased from Bashan to Baal, Hermon, that is to Sanir, on Mount Hermon. These were the heads of their fathers, and we have that listed as we go down to verse 26. Second Chronicles 6, there's 81 verses, and we're not going to read them all. In uh, verse 1, we have the sons of Levi. Verse 2, we have the sons of Kohath. And then down to verse, it continues uh, from verses 16 through verse 30. And verse 31, we have the men whom David appointed over the service of the song in the house of the Lord. After the ark came to rest, remember that? They were ministering with music before the dwelling place of the tabernacle of meeting until Solomon had built the house of the Lord in Jerusalem, and they served in their office according to their order. And verse 33, these are the ones who ministered with their sons. I like that. They ministered with their sons. Of the sons of the Kohathites were Haman, the singer, the son of Joel, son of Samuel, the son, verse 34, of Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Eliel, the son of Toah, verse 35, the son of Zuf, the son of Elkanah. And then it continues on, and we pick it up in verse 53. Zadok his son, and Ahmaz his son. Now verse 54, these are the dwelling places throughout their settlements in their territory, for they were given by lot, to the sons of Aaron, if you remember that, of the family of the Kohathites. They gave them Hebron. This is in modern-day Israel, in the land of Judah. Of course, all occupied by my people, the Arab people, <laughs> with its surrounding common lands. But, verse 56, the fields of the city and its villages they gave to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. And, verse 57, to the sons of Aaron, they gave one of the cities of refuge, Hebron, also Libna, with its common lands, Jatir, Eshtemoa, with its common lands, Helan, with its common lands, and it goes on to list the common lands. You can remember the uh, refuge cities that we studied about also uh, prior. In uh, verse 70, and remember now the half-tribe of Manasseh, why there was a split in the, in the tribes? Uh, this goes on to explain that in their common lands, Verse uh, 78, on the other side of the Jordan, across from Jericho, on the east side of the Jordan, they were given from the tribe of Reuben, Bezer in the wilderness with its common lands, Jazah with its common lands, and so forth on to the end of the chapter in verse 81. Chapter 7, here, how, how's everybody doing? Everybody okay? All right, we're almost done, we're almost done. The sons of Issachar, in verse uh, 1, we have that list. Uh, verse 3, we have the son of Uzi and his descendants. Verse 5, now their brethren were told about all the families of Issachar, that they were mighty men of valor. Uh, we go down to verse, actually to the end of the chapter, we have the rest of the genealogies in verse 40 were recorded by genealogies among the army 
fit for battle, and we're told their number was 26,000, chapter 8. That could have been a record right there, one chapter in God's Word. Verse 8, uh, verse 1, we have Benjamin's descendants, and that goes all the way down to verse 15, where it continues, and then we get into the descendants of Gibeon in verse 29, and there is something I want to note here. I don't want to miss it. And it has to do with, oh, there it is. Thir- verse 31, Gedor, Ahio, Zechur, and verse 32, Miklath, who begot Shimeah. They also dwelt alongside their relatives in Jerusalem with their brethren. Now, keep in mind, this generation that this is written to, this record that we're reading through tonight, was for the benefit of the post-exilic Jews. They're learning about their great-great-great-grandparents and their descendants, and where their descendants resided. Why? Because when they go back to the land, that's their inheritance. That's their land. Oh, so you mean great-great-great-grandpa lived in Jerusalem? Cool, that means I've got Real estate in Jerusalem. Boy, I'd really like to own <laughs> Man, I would love. There are two places on earth where I want to own real estate, Hawaii and Israel. Just saying. But anyway, okay, let's uh, wrap it up. We'll uh, go to uh, chapter 9. And so all Israel was recorded by genealogies, verse 1, and indeed they were inscribed in the book of the kings of Israel, But Judah was carried away captive to Babylon because of their unfaithfulness. And the first inhabitants who dwelt in their possessions in their cities were Israelites, priests, Levites, and Nethanim. Now, in Jerusalem, verse 3, the children of Judah dwelt, and some of the children of Benjamin, and the children of Ephraim, and Manasseh. So in other words, they're reclaiming their due land according to their inheritance. We, uh, in verse 19, are told of Shalom and the Korahites. Now, uh, I should mention uh, real quick uh, before we end, and that is that if you go into the Psalms, this cousin of Korah who was a wicked man who had this coup, wanted to take over Moses, and then the earth swallowed him up with 250 elders. Well, his sons were worship leaders. And some of the Psalms that we have in the book of Psalms were written by Korah's descendants. I just wanted to point that out. I think that's very fascinating. Pastor J.D. will continue teaching verse by verse through the Old Testament book of First Chronicles the next time you join us, right here on In Spirit and Truth. In Spirit and Truth is the teaching ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe in Hawaii. If you live in the Kaneohe area or will be visiting anytime soon, we want to take this opportunity to invite you to join us for worship. We meet Thursday nights for an in-depth Bible study at 7 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. Again, worship services are every Thursday at 7 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. 
If you have any questions or would like more information about Calvary Chapel Kaneohe or In Spirit and Truth, send us an email. That address is info at inspiritandtruthradio.com. That's info at inspiritandtruthradio.com. If you haven't been able to write that email address down, you can always visit inspiritandtruthradio.com. That's inspiritandtruthradio.com. There, you'll find all of our contact information as well as many other resources. And don't forget to join us this Friday and Saturday for Pastor JD's weekly prophecy update. We'd also like to invite you to check out our YouTube channel and Facebook pages. You'll find links to our YouTube channel and Facebook page at inspiritandtruthradio.com. And finally, if you use an iPhone or Android-based smartphone, In Spirit and Truth is available through our mobile apps. There's a link on the homepage for the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android app. From all of us here at In Spirit and Truth, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you.